Welcome to the Big Mark Podcast. It's me, your host, Big Mark. If it's your first time listening, welcome to the show. Uh, you can always follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter uh, at the Big Mark Pod and at the Big Mark Podcast. Feel free to reach out us, reach out to us there. Shoot us a DM. Let us know if you want to hear something. Um, you know, rate the podcast if you can. Hit the bell if you're watching on YouTube. Um, if you're listening, please rate. Um, go on whatever Spotify or Apple and and uh, follow along subscribe do all that good stuff and you know and I always say you know if you tell a friend uh, we can double the podcast overnight so please do please let everyone know I love doing these things for you you know this is um, you know we're we're still a small podcast right now but we're growing we're uh, we're in a bunch of different countries all over the world shout out everyone uh, everyone all over the world and um yeah again i'm i'm so excited uh, that you're that you're listening or watching and um you know today i kind of wanted to do get get back on a little bit more of a specific topic over the last couple of weeks I've been doing kind of more of my own thing which is fun but i want to talk about a hilarious comedian actor you know, just funny person overall. There are certain people out there in the world that, you know, they they tend to kind of command a room or just their own being, what, what just their living and the way they act, the way they talk is just inherently funny and Joey Diaz is one of them Joey Coco Diaz shout out my man um you know obviously we, we know you're listening and um you know huge fan obviously as I'll get into this story of uh of our man Joey's life um I'll kind of get into the reasons why it's going to be really hard for me to see him in Canada right now. Maybe eventually I'll be able to see him in the States if he goes somewhere uh, a little bit closer to the border, if you know what I mean. But uh, that'll all become clear uh, in due time. But um, I was, I've, I've talked about this before. You know, I did a podcast kind of solely on stand-up, stand-up comedy and, and kind of my love for it. And, that kind of story. So if you if you want to know more, go back and listen to that. Go back and watch that one. Um, but stand comedy has always been really close to my heart. But then obviously funny movies, just comedy in general. I think even comedic actors, you know, they kind of get obviously typecast, but known they just get known for doing comedies and and for many reasons. I mean, I guess kind of how the Academy Awards go it's always the best drama is the most important you know dramatic actors Shakespeare theater all that stuff is kind of regarded as you know the pinnacle the most class the best actors so to speak but the best actors in my opinion are comedic actors because it's so hard to do it's so hard to put yourself in a position where you might even be acting serious, 
but it's supposed to have a funny outcome. So, again, all these different things kind of come into play, which makes, you know, look at Jim Carrey, for instance, one of the best comedic actors of all time. He did some really good serious movies. Robin Williams, again, tremendous uh, example of just acting chops in general. Um, and and Joey has been, he's been in a bunch of stuff in TV and, and, and movies, and I'll mention all those. Um, but... Um, He's kind of one of those one of those people that, at least in my experience, I kind of got into him a little bit more late, lately because, you know, listening to some of Joe Rogan's podcasts, uh, Joey was has been featured on many, many of them because Joe kind of, um, Joe Rogan sees Joey Diaz as one of, as the funniest man on the planet. And obviously that's subjective. Obviously that's arguable, but he is definitely up there. He is so funny. Everything he does, there's something about him that just reminds me of. It's just I don't know. I guess it's just his East Coast vibe. But there's just something again that that reminds me so much of home and Hamilton and you know Hamilton. Lots there's lots of Italians in Hamilton, so Hamilton definitely has this kind of. East, very East Coast, even though we're not, you know, not East Coast of Canada, but like Eastern Seaboard kind of American, Philly, New York, um, Pittsburgh, that kind of tough, gritty, blue collar vibe um, that I, in my opinion, really syncs up with the, with how Joey Diaz's comedy is and just the way he is. And I always kind of say he reminds me of like all my dad's buddies, like put together in one person. And it's just amazing. His story could just been, like I said, anyone you meet at a Thai Cats game or something in Hamilton. But um, you know, again, he's kind of some someone that I've always seen him in stuff and seen him in movies and and kind of heard about him before. And then all of a sudden, it's like um, I kind of put two and two together. And I look back, especially doing all this research today, and I'm like, holy shit, man! Like Joey Diaz has been in a lot of like really even influence like you know big comedic things for me that I really enjoyed movies and television things that I just love and influence my own comedy just in my sense of humor I should say in life you know so it's really interesting how these people kind of come and go fix the sign a little bit here there we go there we go shout out uh, Haven and Graves out in uh, Huntsville shout out Scott Bark and uh and Annie. Um, so, a little bit about Joey Diaz. I'm going to kind of go through his life. I listened to this series of podcasts. Really good series. They're actually all put together in a playlist um, on the Honeydew podcast with Ryan Sickler, who's also a tremendous uh, stand-up comedian. Great, great podcast. He actually interviews a lot of great comedians and kind of it's a it's a funny podcast, but because they're comedians talking, but he likes to talk to them about more serious things, kind of real things that happened in their life, and you know what kind of brought them, the the stories behind the uh, the stories kind of thing. So anyway, like I said, a little bit a little bit of history. I don't want to get too bogged down in everything, but again, I I think it you know it's it's interesting and it's important I think to know a little bit about Joey's Joey's history to see where he's come because he's really. You know, he's a potentially he's a an example of the American dream. 
you know, he, you know, he was, uh, he was born in 1963 in Cuba, uh, Jose Diaz. That's uh, his birth name. Um, he moved to New York City with his mom and dad in 1966. So he was about three years old when, when they moved. Unfortunately, his dad, um, after a f- in the first few months after they moved to New York City, he actually died at the age of 38 from a heart attack. So obviously that's really tough, you know, growing up without a dad. Uh, Joey's mom ran a bar, so she owned a bar and ran it. So she wasn't really home all the time. Joey was a an only child, so he he you know had a lot of time on his own, and you know he kind of got into a lot of shit. Um, when Joey was a kid, apparently he was like fairly sickly as a kid, and um, you know his mom was always trying to do whatever she could. And she she was a practitioner of Santeria, which is a religious faith. If you've never heard of it, um, obviously Joey being from Cuba, it's very popular religion down there. Essentially, and it's not just from the Sublime song. Essentially, Santeria is a kind of a mix of uh, the African um, Yoruba uh, religion. And and Christianity, so it's kind of like voodoo and 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 like Catholicism, kind of like mixed together. So you have like saints, and then you have like really interesting superstitious things, like breaking plates and burning effigies, and like doing all kinds of interesting stuff like that. Um, Joey talks about kind of his initiate initiation process, and I think in the first year you. I think it, initially you shave your head. I'm not sure how long you have to keep it shaved, but like for the first year you uh, wear white all the time, and then like they kill chick. It's just like it's interesting mix. And I always thought when I was when I heard Joey talk about this stuff, I was always like, I mean, Joey talking about it, and then just looking into the religion of Santeria, it always just interested interest interested me because it kind of reminded me of the way Lithuanians look at uh, Christianity. So my my family is Lithuanian and my grandmother was a was a staunch uh, Catholic. She really followed the rules. She always was going to church when she when she could. Um, I don't think at any point she did that for, you know, safety reasons, if I can put it that way. And, you know, during during the times that she was over in, in Eastern Europe. I believe that she was Catholic, but, um, the you know, history tells us that Lithuania was basically one of the last places, you know, when Lithuania and Poland were kind of running together. That was, that was kind of the edge of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire couldn't really take over that part of Europe. And it was because of the, of the, of the fighting of the Lithopoles but the Lithuanians specifically were pagan for a long time. The the Christian Empire never really got there till till kind of its very end of the run. And then they were kind of Lithuania as a country was converted to Christianity. And then all of a sudden and then all that stuff happened in the with with the Soviet Union and everything and so obviously no religion there. But I think because of that that rich history or that long history of paganism a lot of that stuff kind of kind of sticks around and historically speaking when when the roman empire was switching uh switching itself to christianity um with uh um 
Who's the emperor? Constantine, I believe. Emperor Constantine was um, was switching the Roman Empire to Catholicism. They kind of used uh, symbolism and certain things from paganism and, and put it in the modern Catholic kind of view um, to kind of ease the transition. You know, it's it was a little bit of a, an ancient PR move to kind of, um, you know, include some of these religious icons that the pagans would, would at least recognize and be like, okay, I can kind of get along with this. Uh, yeah, some sun stuff, all right, Jordan, which days, whatever, whatever. Okay, I get it. So it always, the way my my grandmother, my machuta, used to um, um, practice Catholicism, she was, you know, like I said, staunch Catholic, but she also was very superstitious. Black cats, ladders, broken glass, salt, all kinds of stuff. And it was very interesting. She was very, very superstitious about certain things like that, too. So I think that there was that there's a little bit of that coming through in, in the culture. But again, really reminds me of that kind of Santeria vibe. So Joey always has this. And I think to this day, he still kind of keeps that in mind. I know he wears white on certain days or something like that, and and again, just kind of keep some of these really interesting old school traditions going. Joey, Joey, from what I know, obviously I don't know him personally, but from what I've heard and what I've gathered in all these podcasts I've listened to him on, he is a traditional guy. He likes tradition, and and it's true, honestly, in in life, like we're kind of missing tradition, especially in these days in this postmodernist kind of culture. We're really moving away from tradition, and there's <clears throat> there's merit to it. I, I totally understand it. You don't have to you don't have to necessarily be nihilistic to 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 not believe in traditions. Um, but at the same time, why did we have traditions in the first place? Is it it there is a reason? There's got to be a reason. It it helps transmit stories. It helps keep people together. It helps give you a feeling of community and bringing you together. Yeah, maybe some traditions can be exclusatory or offensive to certain people, but that's what we need to get away from. We need to all join in and and hold hands and and you know, share in each other's traditions too, which is super cool, you know, right? Like look at marriage traditions in in different cultures. There's all kinds of different ways and let's all fucking try different ways. Like you know, Indian cultures, marriage goes for three days and there's different types of shits going on every day. And that's super awesome. It's got to be, you know, more fun than just like one afternoon and just a little bit of action and maybe a drink at night. Right. So there's all kinds of cool stuff that we can all experience. And um, I think we need to, you know, more actively take part in some of these traditions that we're losing. And he's also one of the best, sounds like one of the best, when he's your friend, he sounds like one of the best friends you can have. Um, he checks in on people. He just likes to be a friend. And it's someone, it's somebody that I like to be. I want to be that. I don't always, I don't always achieve that. Um, but I think everyone wants to be a good friend, right? And I think Joey Diaz is a great, um, great example of, of being a friend and, calling people when they need it and being there for them and just all that good stuff. It's important to to have friendship and, you know, again, I mentioned before, my friends are like my family because, again, I'm not all that close with my sister, unfortunately, but, like, again, I just always 
felt my friends are so important to me and, you know, family, some, um, family is important too, but, you know, friends, friends can be so important and, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, again, if, if Joey or anybody can be an example and someone you can emulate and there's one part of Joey Diaz's personality you can, you can try and strive to be, it's, it's that, and it's being a friend. Anyway, I'll get back to a little bit more of his history there. So he was raised in that Santeria culture and brings that with him to this day. Um, you know, his mom eventually, so this is, you know, this is still back in the, in the late sixties, early seventies in, in New York city, his mom remarried a guy, kind of a straight shooter slash Cuban gangster. So I guess, I don't know, not necessarily straight shooter, but he just didn't like drugs and he was just kind of more of, uh, just wanted to make money, ran numbers in New York city. Um, the numbers, if you don't know what they are, essentially, I think it's the state lotto or at least like the new or the New York City. I think there's like different numbers. But when the lotter, lottery numbers come out, the last three numbers of that lottery, you can choose. And basically people, um, I think it's I think it's the lottery might even be like something about horses, whatever it is. The last three numbers you can bet on. You can be like, give me like two, two, six. And you put numbers on it. And if you hit that number, you get like a certain amount of the pot, kind of like a 50-50 scenario. Um, so anyway, Joey's stepdad kind of ran this. Uh, eventually, Joey didn't like his stepdad kind of always telling on him. And again, he was too much of a straight lace kind of guy. So basically, Joey kind of conspired to break up his mom and his stepdad, which I kind of get. But at the same time, you know, you can't be doing that shit. But eventually their relationship kind of broke down anyway, and eventually they uh, they broke it off, and then it was just Joey and his mom living in the house. Um, when Joey was about five or six, his mom was kind of fed up with him hanging out in uh, with the wrong crowd, so that she sent him to an all-boys Catholic school. Um, it was kind of a, a Fresh Prince scenario, but the, w- with a Catholic school instead of going with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Um, but uh, anyway, so he goes to this all boys Catholic school. Craziness ensues. You know, my, my dad went to a, to an all boys Catholic high school and there's just madness there. He's told me all kinds of crazy stories about that Shadow Cathedral High School. And, um, you know, again, like you get all boys together, it just and all those freaking crazy strict rules. And I believe this was kind of was a school for like kind of delinquent kids. I'm not hundred percent sure if it was just like more of like a, a boarding school kind of thing. But Joey said he got tormented in there. You know, the nuns used to get after him and poured milk on his head and like do all kinds of shit. Cause he didn't want to drink his milk. Um, he, just detested it in there. Apparently, there was one nun that was just super evil, Sister Hyacinth. Joey tells the story, obviously, better than I, so I'm not even going to really take a stab at it. But essentially, uh, Joey eventually took had enough of this woman ta- uh, taunting him constantly. And uh, he ends up jumping her in the hall with a couple other kids. And they, and they like, beat the crap out of her. I know it's sad. I know it's a nun. You got to listen to him tell the story because the way he tells it, it sounds a little bit more justified than what I'm saying right now. Um, but uh, I think he, uh, he t- I know he tells the story on Ari Shafir's, 
Oh, fuck. What's that show called? Anyway, this isn't happening or something like that. Sorry, Ari. Um, but Ari, Ari has this YouTube channel where all these different comedians come in and they tell these stories. They just tell stories. It's obviously a bit, but it's a, supposed to be a true, supposed to be true stories. So anyway, check that out. Sister Hyacinth, Joey Diaz. Um, but you know, he was just tormented in there. Eventually he makes it to middle school. Um, and, uh, he, he's hanging out with a kid, um, his age and Anthony, you know, they're, they're good buds. He starts hanging out with the family like anyone does. You know, I had my, you know, my best friend when I was a kid, I was always over at his house. You know, you kind of become a second family. Joey's mom was always away at work anyway. So Joey always had somewhere to stay with his family. Unfortunately, his buddy Anthony died when they were 13. Um, and Joey kind of became the interim son for the, uh, he kind of replaced Anthony in a way, you know, um, they looked alike, they were, they act the same, they acted the same and this family kind of took him in and, and treated him like, like their own son kind of thing. They used to go to family dinners, um, and, and all that. Um, when they were burying Anthony, uh, Joey buried all of his kiss re kiss records with them and he said he wouldn't listen to kiss again until they were together and I thought that that was that was really sweet and super sad but um, but very sweet um, but again Joey Joey continued to to stay with the family um, and they were an Italian family and the father Carmine I believe was a crooked detective in New York in the New York Police Department. I believe he was a crooked cop, not 100% sure. I don't know if he was a gangster, but by the sounds of it, he was just involved in police activities in the 70s in New York City, which if you go back and listen to my podcast on the 7-5, a bit of a nightmare. So whether he was on the good side of things or not, Joey was kind of protected in town and he kind of got a little bit more clout. So it's really interesting, you know, Joey being an only child, being involved in certain things like this, um, he had some really interesting experiences as a young child. And I think, again, you know, all this stuff, right? This is why I'm saying it, it, it all makes Joey Diaz, the Joey Diaz, we all know all this, all these experiences, right? So you just got to think about all this stuff. Um, so basically all this happened. Joey's about still, you know, 13, 14 He's in high school. He's a freshman. He's playing basketball um, at North Bergen High. Uh, he was also big into karate. He eventually became a purple belt. He kind of fell out of karate because he wanted to do more drugs and like chase girls and stuff. When he was 14, he started selling acid and pills. He started taking about one to two hits of acid a week. And this is like 1970s acid. This isn't just like plain ass acid. And at 14, like, holy shit, your brain is like not even close to being developed. I couldn't imagine all the stuff that he was experiencing. He was saying he was doing PCP, doing all kinds of stuff, smoking mad weed. And in fact, back in the day, now this is really interesting. I just heard him talk about this fact on the, on the Honeydew podcast, Joey talk about this, but he said he got this like fungal lung infection um, and was like coughing up blood and stuff. And essentially, they said he got it from smoking weed that was sprayed with Paraquat, which was, I believe, used in Vietnam to, like, kill 
I believe it's an insecticide, but I believe it's actually like, um, like kills the plant itself too. Like, um, I know agent orange used to do that in Vietnam. They used to spray that over like parts of the jungle and it would just kill all the foliage. Everything would just turn brown. And then you could see everyone hiding in the trees, like crazy. But anyway, they used to spray this on weed. And again, I don't know if it was a anti-parasite thing or whatever. Uh, or it was some kind of weird clandestine thing to like poison weed and poison whoever's smoking weed. But Joey got poisoned, essentially. And it's interesting because Joey kind of has like severe emphysema now. I mean, he smokes mad weed and I don't know if he ever smoked cigarettes. But again, he just has like really bad lungs now. Who knows what that's all about. I think he had severe asthma as a child too. Um, but you know, the years go on. He keeps messing around. Still doing asses. Still having fun. Partying and all that. When Joey was 16. When, while he was high on acid. He um, was at home. And you know, he was kind of laying low. Because he was high. He was kind of avoiding his mom. And she came home late. Coming home from the bar. And he kind of heard her messing around. He thought he heard her calling for him. But again, he was kind of, he just didn't want her to find out that he was on acid. And, uh, and you know, he kind of hears her come in. Or sorry, he's wondering because he doesn't hear her come up, come upstairs. And he goes down. He's still high on, on the acid. And he, find, he finds her dead on the floor. So super sad obviously terrible you know um no one would ever want that to ever happen and again these things form inform you and they change you and they make you into the person you, you are and it's really interesting you know a lot of people who are famous i guess if you want to say that are celebrities or people who have something to say you know, went through really horrible experiences. And I guess it just depends on how you kind of come out of it and how you keep going and how you, you know, how you use that experience and, and turn it into something that you can use, right? You know, you want to redirect that energy instead of kind of letting it eat, eat at you, right? So obviously, Joey, without, without his parents, he's still 16. He ended up living with four other families around um, North Bergen, messing around with all those kids. Joey said a lot of his early comedic influences came from his friends in North Bergen and listening to Richard Pryor albums. And that's what that's where Joey kind of really stepped into things with through his stand-up comedy. That's who he really considers himself. He sees himself more as a stand-up comic than an actor, I think. Um, but it didn't seem like something that he really pursued right off the bat. Um, when Joey was 19, he moved out to Colorado and kind of moved back to Jersey and back and forth. He ended up going and studying economics at the University of Colorado in Boulder in 1985. He ended up quitting that uh, after about a year or so and went on to sell roofing supplies and cars at Subaru. He's always been a big Subaru fan. In fact, actually, when I was trying to look for a new whip, shout out, I actually got a new one. Um... um Subaru was was looking but shout out for it I got a sweet new 2018 escape it's minty whoever owned it before took mint care of it I'm happy with it but 
Joey's always been a big Subaru guy. He says they're money in the winter. And obviously being in Colorado, you're going to want to know. And he said Boulder is an interesting town, right? Because of the university being there. He says there's a lot of really smart people and a lot of like, I, I guess a lot of astronauts go to the University of Boulder or Colorado at Boulder. I don't know if that's a thing or they just all live around there. And uh, he said he would come in and you'd have to know your shit about the cars. You couldn't just be like, oh, yeah, this is whatever. And it's got nice, shiny lights. They wanted to know mileage. They wanted to know specific parts, this and that. Right. So uh, Joey, you know, while he's selling cars, he's doing shit on the side. I think he's selling dope. I think he's selling coke. He's doing all kinds of shit. Uh, He ends up kidnapping somebody. Um, who they actually still talk him and him and the guy he kidnapped the kidnappy um, and he did get caught and spent some time in prison at actually a total of 16 months and while he was in prison he would do stand-up for his fellow inmates and um, uh, I guess they all encouraged him to get up when like the projector would break or some shit during movie night right and uh, after it was after he was released, you know, a lot of people encouraged him to continue to to pursue stand up. Uh, took from took him a little while to get get on stage for the first time, but it was in 1991 in February when he first got on stage. And I think it took him a little it took him a little while to kind of um, figure out what style he was going to go with and. You know, Joey Joey Diaz's comedy, if you've never heard it, and obviously I can I encourage you to go check it out. Uh, Joey Diaz's comedy is very dirty and it can be very raunchy. And, you know, a lot of people look down on that. And I admit maybe it takes somewhat more skill to keep things like absolutely squeaky clean. But at the same time, you know, people at least not my people don't always think clean, you know, people say fuck and people say shit that's crazy and talk about, you know, doing all kinds of shit. And it's, it's interesting and, and it's real life and it's another way to look at things. But again, Joey, you know, like I said, with Rogan saying that he's one of the funniest guys of all time, um, you know, it it's not for nothing. And, but it takes time to to figure that out. And Joey really, really, really did work on his craft. And, you know, I don't know how much it happens today. I think it's got to still happen. But, um, you know, classically speaking, when you're stand-up, there's usually people, music, uh, movie uh, executives, TV executives, other writers that are also fellow comedians that just know about you and 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 if they're writing a movie maybe your name comes up right but you know look at look at Seinfeld right his he was kind of noticed by NBC execs and then started his show so um Joey had had a few opportunities to go out and um, and do movies. I believe his first movie was Basketball, which is a hilarious movie. Matt Stone, Trey Parker, guys who who uh, did who invented South Park, uh, wrote this movie called Basketball. Just a goofy, goofy sports comedy movie. Um, and. Joey was also an analyze that. He was in Spider-Man 2. Great little role in Spider-Man 2. He was in The Longest Yard, which is probably my favorite favorite Joey Diaz part. Uh, 
Uh, he's just an absolute mutt. And at one point, um, he gets injured in the big game, and he's asking the trainers for a can of corn. Can of corn, I'll be fine. And it just reminds me, shut up, my boys, my beefs. London Beef Eaters took down the Hamilton Hurricanes uh, to go to the OFC final. Um, I know this is probably going to be airing after that, but shout out Beefs. Uh, it's the only time I ever root against the the home team. But uh, one of the one of the my fellow uh, O linemen tweaked his knee in practice, and he was like, "Bag ice, I'll be fine. Give me a bag ice." And I fucking said, "Can of corn," and everyone just started buckling. It was. Kind of a weird time for for that, but God bless them. Shout out Maury, shout out Beefs, shout out Currency, shout out Krowski, shout out the fucking whole team, baby. Best O-line. And then Joey was also in the Many Saints of Newark and TV. He was in My Name is Earl. He was a fucking hilarious, um, hilarious prisoner when, uh, when Earl was in prison. Uh, he talked about setting some guy on fire. They used to do this song. He was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was in Midnight Gospel. He did a voice, uh, which is a great show, with, with Duncan Trussell. Shout out Duncan Trussell. He was on Mad TV. Joey Diaz was on Mad TV. Uh, they did a great Soprano skit, if you've ever seen it, with Will Sasso as well. Shout out Will Sasso. Shout out everyone. I know all you guys are watching. All you super famous people, I know you guys watch it. And I appreciate you guys watching the show. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, I've seen Joey in so many things and it's one of those, it's one of those things where you don't really realize there's sometimes certain threads in, in that bring you know, the things you like together, especially movies and TV, especially with actors and character actors. There's certain people that kind of run through them that all of a sudden you notice, hey, he's been in a lot of movies and TV shows that I like. But again, watching these podcasts and stuff, it gives you these opportunities to really hear these people. And it's such an interesting form of, of communication, these podcasts, because it really opens up this whole new thing, you get to know a person so much, you know, I've listened to these podcasts and, you know, I feel like I know, I feel like I know Joey Diaz and, you know, it means a lot, I think, for Joe Rogan to say that he's one of the funniest people alive. I think Joe is obviously just another person, but he's a very discerning stand-up comedian. He works really hard at his craft, say what you will about anything else he does, but the guy works hard at his craft and he's not just going to bullshit, you know, millions of people. I think Joey Diaz's quintessentially East Coast vibe really just touches home with me so much. I think he's fucking great. I think he's hilarious. You know, it reminds me of home. He's Cuban, but he has this Italian vibe to it because he hung out with all these people where he grew up in Harlem and and New York City. And, you know, again, we need people like Joey Diaz. You know, we need... We need these types of people that tell it like it is and and get angry and get passionate and say shit that that maybe is against, you know, against the grain a little bit and against the social norm because, you know, this shit's this shit was meant to be challenged. And just because people have delicate sensibilities, that doesn't mean anything. 
Um, why are they delicate? Why why can't you be you know open to different things? And maybe it will open your eyes to different experiences in life and and know that no matter what, we're all humans and we're all running through this shit, shit together. And I am you, and you are me. And yeah, one guy might be straight edge as fuck, and my, one guy might be crazy doing drugs out of his mind. But that doesn't mean that both of them can't bring something to the table that's going to make sense and that's going to be funny or that's going to be groundbreaking or again, you know, this whole idea of blue comedy, it's going to take you away from this prim and proper world that we live in. And everyone has to be, you know, follow these rules of society, which is great. And it has to be done And day to day. You want that to be done. But even just for an hour or two or for a moment or two, or if you're going to a comedy club or watching a funny movie or TV show, you get to be transported for a moment and maybe even shocked a little bit by the, by the subject matter. But that's the, that's the far reaches of comedy, right? You know, when you laugh, it's your brain making a new connection. So these comedians are trying to always show you new ways and new perspectives to look at things because that's what's going to make you laugh. And sometimes those new perspectives are way, ways that you don't even want to go down. But that's just how it's going to be, right? That's just how the myriad of the human experience and and the, the collage that is human life you know, has all kinds of colors and, you know, dark or the light will will only exist in the dark and the dark won't exist without the light. You know, there's that yin yang aspect of life and you got to look at the dark and you got to talk to your shadow and you got to look at that, that shit that maybe people aren't accepting of as much. But there are people like Joey Diaz out there that's going to show you that shit behind the scenes, going to look back the curtain, say, hey, fucker, I see you. And this is what it's really like. And it's not the only way. But you got to look at all the different possibilities, right? Because it's all out there. And if you know the way broadly, you'll know the way specifically. If you know the way specifically, you know the way broadly. All that shit and a fucking bag of chips. You know what I'm saying, people? Again, check out my boy Joey Diaz, please. He's the man. I'm Marky Algorithms. Hopefully, I can get in on there and, and check out some of his fans and bring them bring them to my podcast because I hope in some way that 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 influence, you know, has shaped my sense of humor and who I am as a person as well. Um, love you, Joey, if you're listening, because <laughs> we know you are. But thanks everyone for listening today. You know, this is a great little. Little trip down uh, town, down Joey Diaz Lane where, you know, it's someone who just, it's funny. The guy means fucking, you know, the guy means a lot to my sense of humor and, and, and who he is. Hopefully one day we'll get his shit cleared and uh, get all of his papers and get him up to Canada someday. Get him to Hamilton because I know for sure he'd love it up here. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to rate the podcast. Tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at the Big Mark Pod at the Big Mark Podcast. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Big Mark Pod. You can support the podcast there. There's different levels. And again, go and tell your friends. If you all tell one friend, we'll double the podcast overnight. Thanks, everyone. And in the immortal world, words of Joey Diaz, stay black. Peace. Peace.